I'd like to welcome all um, to our annual sagebrush at the Gold Nugget Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it is truly a pleasure to be here again. Um, just a, a word, you know, we, the hospitality here has been so good and the staff here is super. So if you happen to run across uh, some of the staff, like Scott Fisher, um, uh, Alan Oakley, Dustin Dwight, Martha Sanchez, please give them a big thank you. Uh, they really take care of us uh, and they alter their setting for us. And we're happy to have all of you here and we have a, a good turnout again this year and a fantastic, fantastic uh, agenda uh, put together by our convention committee. And it's, uh, as you probably had a chance to review, it's just uh, phenomenal the way they come up with ideas and uh, try to keep everyone current and what everyone needs to know. I have a, a basket here um, with a gift from Hawaii, or Hawaii friends, and I'm gonna pass it around, some macadamia nut candy. So if you each, I'll pass it around, and if each one would take one and pass it on, that'd really be great. That's courtesy of Hawaii. They all, Hawaii always takes care of us. Okay, with that, I think we can uh, call the roll. Donna? Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, let's see. We'll check off the list and see who's here. Dan Seppel. Here. Richard Bird. Okay, Artis. Yeah. Donna, here. Terry? Here. Linda? She won't make it. Karen? Scott. I'm here. That's what I thought. <laughs> John. Here. George. Woody. Here. Okay. Norman. Uh, Herbert. No. Herbert's here. Hmm? Is he here? Oh, okay. Terry Shelton. He won't be here. Okay. And Miles Thomas Cheryl. And uh, Michael Talley. Just for the record. Okay, thank you. Are there any guests in the room? I don't think, I think we did. We got all board. Uh, Je Jeff Tom. And then we have, um, we have Rick Moore and Brian Charlson manning the ACB radio for us. So we're being streamed live over ACB radio and we really give a big round of applause to Brian and Rick. Ron, thank you, Ron, for the... Okay. Um, I have a couple of copies of the large print agenda. I printed off and brought along so someone that wants a copy of the agenda, uh, just holler out and we'll get, I think I brought five or six copies along. But otherwise you, you received it in your email. 
Okay. We have approval of minutes. Yeah, everyone get a copy of the minutes? Been staying current on them? Yeah, 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 they're out, yeah. Are there any... Mr. President, I'd like to make a motion to accept the minutes. Okay, we have a motion and a second to accept the minutes. And uh, Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor, signify aye. Aye. Those opposed, same sign. Okay, thank you. We'll file them for future audit. Now, the treasurer's report. Terry, everyone received a copy of it in, the, in their email, and I, have, I guess I have just one copy along because it is a lot of pages. Terry. Oh, for the radio. I don't have to sing, do I? <laughs> Heaven's uh, everybody should have gotten a copy of the treasurer's report, and uh, all we need is a motion to accept it. Motion in uh, a second. All in favor? Aye. Opposed? That's about all I got right now. Who, 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 moved, uh, who, who moved to approve? Herbert? Okay, Herbert moved. Okay. Any comments on the treasurer's report? That I'd like to, you know, show our appreciation to Terry for long-standing treasurer and doing such a well job in um, we'll be hearing more from Terry as we approach our um, uh, bingo report and yeah and a few other things okay committees awards Herbert Okay, on the awards, uh, I'm not going to give you the name, but we have two who's going to be receiving the uh, scholarship awards, the Charlie Charles Carroll Advocate Award and the uh, George Archon Award. That will be done at the uh, luncheon. So uh, I don't want to reveal the names. So come to the banquet, to the luncheon, and we will have that presentation at that time. Okay. Th thank you, Herbert. Thank you. And then, um, again, you know, as a reminder, we give awards out at our annual Sagebrush as well as we give them at our annual convention in July, which this summer will be held in Schaumburg, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. So we'll hope to see you there. We'll be giving more awards out there. So if you know of anyone that's deserving um, of our awards, that, you know, if they been an advocate, um, or long-standing member, or new new person to our group. Um, please let Herbert know or myself know that we can uh, give them the recognition they deserve. 
that's what we're all about. We're a grassroots organization, and we want to honor those that um, really believe in our program, the Randolph Shepherd program. Okay, thank you. Uh, with that, we'll uh, bingo Terry. On um, Thursdays and Fridays at noon at the Azalea Bingo Hall in Morero, Louisiana. Y'all could all come over tomorrow, you know. <laughs> we'll get a, a, a flight to there. Bingo wasn't great this uh, this time, but we raised a net of twenty four thousand five sixty nine seventy six. Any questions? Any ideas? How to make more money? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's about all I got on bingo. Okay, thank you, Terry. And, and again, we really do appreciate all you do for us in, uh, in running our bingo games and managing that. Uh, you know. Mr. President, you want me to give the uh, treasurer's report while I got it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, if, if you got it, yeah, let's go, go over that a little bit long as you got it handy now. Yeah, go ahead. As I said on the bingo account, twenty-four thousand five sixty-nine seventy-six. The office account, twenty-five thousand two ninety-eight seventy-seven. The Derwood K. McDaniel account, eighteen thousand four fifty-two forty-three. Service Corp account. $8,036.94. Life membership account, $4,194. For a total of $80,551.90. Way down from last year. Any questions? Okay. Thank you, Terry. We'll Anyone, anyone willing to help Terry out in uh, recruiting new players into the bingo hall? <laughs> That's a tough job, and I really appreciate all you do for us, Terry. Okay, thank you. Um, Constitution and bylaws, artists. it off to uh, I, my mistake I left the budget off the agenda um, we need to get everyone received a copy of the budget in the email and I understand there was a lot of documents in that email and it was you know it took a little time um, I do have one print copy up here but it's it's standard print and it's a lot of pages so, does anyone have any questions or comments on the budget? 
I'll make a motion to accept the budget as presented. Thank you. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion on the budget? Okay. Hearing none, all those in favor signify saying aye. aye. Those opposed, same sign. Now we can go to the Constitution bylaws, artists. You're not going to get away from us yet. <laughs> uh, Terry's got it. Okay, um, of course, we don't have anything for constitutional bylaws yet, but I just wanted to remind you all that we need to have any um, changes that you want for the constitutional bylaws um, need to be in um, as soon as possible. And I will put an announcement out in the vendor scope that comes out the 1st of April, and then we have to put them in the of Interscope that comes out the 1st of June because we need them out 30 days in advance if you have any constitutional changes. Um, so if, if you have any changes, just remember those dates and uh, you'll be okay. Thank you, Artis, thank you. I just want to take one moment to um, clear, or bring you up to date. Um, Karen, Karen Blackowitz, uh, one of our new board members, is not here with us this week. She had every intention of being here, and she's been quite active on the convention committee and, and other things, and quite active in establishing an affiliate in New York. Um, one of her daughters is, um, I guess to be blunt about it, has, is terminally ill. She has this very rare disease. I, for the life of me, cannot think of it, and, and if I probably could think of it, I wouldn't be able to know how to spell it or pronounce it anyway. But it's a disease that attacks the organs of the body and drains them of energy. And uh, usually, um, people usually find symptoms of it prior to age 20, and they usually depart by the time they're 22. Her daughter turns 18 um, this weekend, or this past weekend, and she had a stroke, a minor heart attack two weeks ago, was um, taken to the hospital, and, and after various, there's nothing they can do, absolutely nothing to do, and they sent her back home, um, and so Karen had to cancel that. So please extend your thoughts and prayers to Karen's daughter, um, Tasha is, is, or Kelly, Kelly, pardon me, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's, I can't imagine, I got three daughters, if one of mine was afflicted with something of that nature, that's just unbelievable in my mind. Uh, Linda Allison, another new member, board member of ours from Tennessee, been very active in the convention and other, and helpful in other ways. Um, she is running into a staffing problem, and as we're all aware, our recruitment efforts of new young people into the program is putting a drain on us older ones that are in the program. You know, rather than you know, with the inability to recruit new younger people, the existing locations and routes are being split up between the existing operators, remaining operators. 
and uh, so Linda's, you know, facing that issue right now, you know, expansion of business and uh, shortage of help. Uh, our other new board member, um, Woody Matthews from Florida, is with us today. So we'll be hearing from Woody a little later, but uh, we're really, really blessed to have such um, intelligent, qualified people willing to give their time and help us endure um, the changing times that um, the Randolph Shepherd program is going through. Okay, uh, next thing on the agenda uh, is our convention. Scott, it's up to you. Welcome everyone. It's good to see all you faces here again and uh, it, it's in my case, it's wonderful to be here in Las Vegas after the trip last night where our flight was delayed for about five hours. <laughs> so, uh, so today I'm a little red-eyed, but uh, we will make it. So a uh, couple things I wanted to highlight. And um, Thursday evening we'll be having our, our usual get-together. And a couple of new twists this year. We've, we've got our... Um, uh, state baskets that folks have been putting together. So uh, hopefully we'll have some of those out to display this week and uh, we'll be having an auction to auction some of those things off. Should be a lot of fun. And also we've set aside a little time to uh, do a little bit of storytelling uh, about you folks and your businesses and maybe some fun things that have happened to you over the years or maybe somebody you know uh, had a good story. So uh, be looking forward to sharing some of those stories and having a good a good laugh. Uh, when I've been around this kind of thing before, it was a lot of fun. So looking forward to hearing from everybody on that. And uh, one other thing I'd like to mention, uh, because we've got a few folks that aren't here, we'll be looking for uh, people to moderate a couple of our sessions. Uh, would be very helpful if somebody could step in and help with that. And people to uh, manage the door, too. Uh, watch for people having their badges. So. Uh, just those couple things I'd like to share. I don't know if Artis or Dan have anything they'd like to add on to that, but I just want to say a, a big hearty welcome to everyone and looking forward to visiting with you all this week. Thanks. We do have a list of volunteers from Las Vegas, which are going to help us as well, so that's great. We have seven volunteers and possibly a couple from Metro are going to help too, so... That's great, so everybody can take their turn and nobody will have to do it for too long a period of time, so. Yeah, it, it's so important that we all chip in and um, do what we can, when we can, and we understand, you know, the time constraints and whatever else, commitments, other commitments that are involved, but uh, any time you can help us out would be truly appreciated. And that goes along with um, joining the convention committee. The more people we have on that committee, because this sagebrush is so important to us, the better we could make it. You know, we, it, uh, we have done so well for so many years that it, uh, it becomes a challenge to make it better, because that's our ultimate goal, is to make it better. And Scott, under Scott's leadership, it really has become better and better and better. Uh, but we do need increased talent. We, uh, we need more talent to bring your ideas forward and, uh, and follow through on them it just to make makes it so much better for everybody and for the program okay um, credentials uh, that would be Terry 
Oh, uh, I do have, Terry brought some extra copies of the budget and finance, uh, so I got basically my copy and three, I got four copies written, printed copies of the budget report if someone would like a copy. Oh, one's, one's gone already. We had credentials, Terry. I think we did most of that in July, uh, the last meeting, but. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, that's where it's critical that we call, um, but I, I left it on the agenda this time around there. Um, it's important that, you know, we get our affiliates up to date, our dues in, individual dues and affiliate dues, so that when it comes to the election in July, that everyone has, uh, can be counted. And also for the um, ACB elections, uh, you know, it, we have to you know, establish our membership and uh, determine the number of votes we have um, for the a, uh, ACB officers and board of directors and so on and so forth. So it's it just, Nice friendly reminder, you know, if you haven't paid your dues and if you have some, you know, other colleagues that you think may not, just kind of remind them to get their, their personal dues as well as their affiliate dues in so that we have an accurate account for, um, for ourselves and as well as for ACB. Uh, le legal, uh, be next thing on, on our agenda. Jeff, you want to give us a little rundown, and I can maybe pitch in what I did last week. I heard Jeff was in the room, right? I'll bring a mic to you here. You want to run yeah, it back? Run it to him. Yep. Microphone coming. Hang on. Jeff, are you down here? I really don't have much to say. I hope the Sixth Circuit has acted. We'll ask uh, Dan if that has come to pass. Uh, I think it's almost been too slow because when no nothing is happening, that means that we're not gaining anything. So I'm hoping that uh, some of these arbitrations like the you know, uh, military base arbitration and the Carolinas and some of these other things will start happening because it, it seems like things are grinding to a halt. Yeah, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of air movement around our capital in Washington, D.C., and we're, so it's up to us to keep that air, air moving in the right direction, whether it's hot or cold air. Um, but last um, week, Thursday, I was in Cincinnati, Ohio, and that's where the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals resides um, for the Sixth Circuit. And we, the, in the Cyrus versus uh, Department of Education, um, with regard to sovereign immunity and commissions being paid, the um, Sixth Circuit, it was appealed up to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. 
and they agreed to hold oral arguments, which they only do in about 25% of their cases when the, the, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals is, can, consists of three judges. And they, they agreed to hold, and usually when they agree to hold you know, here or, or arguments, they have questions, they have an interest in the case. And, uh, and the two issues were the sovereign immunity as, uh, as well as commissions being paid to facilities. They had a lot of questions. Uh, one of the judges was the, the judge that was involved in this circuit court decision on the maritime situation where the sovereign immunity actually you know, came above radar. And uh, so she was on that panel, and one of the, another judge on the panel was um, a new appointee under the current administration, is one of the, probably one of the first few times he's heard oral arguments on the, on the circuit court of appeals basis. Uh, but they all had interesting questions, and. You could tell they had done their homework, and we, you know, with Jeff's help, we filed an amicus brief on that, and it was obvious they, they took that to heart, and they read it, and they understood it. Uh, and I, we, and thank you, Jeff, uh, for really putting a lot of work into it that amicus brief put together for us, because that sovereign immunity, I think, is a, a critical issue as, as well as the commission being paid. Now. Everybody asks, when are they going to write their decision? Well, go, go put a dollar in the slot machine out there and you get the same results. You have no way of knowing what your results are going to be or when they're going to be. Um, you know, but they will come without with a decision. And all we can do is hopefully it's very favorable for our uh, benefit. Um, but uh, as far as the timeline, there's you know, anyone's guess. Um, you know, because you have you know three separate judges, and you have to get together and agree upon something. You know, and you get uh, no offense, Jeff, but you try to get three attorneys in one room, get them agree on something. That's a miracle in itself. <laughs> but it, it it does occur. It does occur, and sometimes it takes longer than anticipated. But hopefully, we'll keep you posted on that. Um, you know, good or bad, we'll. we'll Step. The military dining, as Jeff said, that's just an ongoing battle, but we have to stay on top of it. We really have to stay on top of that. And we'll be hearing from Katrina McDonald a little more on that later this week. Okay, uh, yeah, and there's another case going in Wisconsin on sovereign immunity, and um, they're not as far advanced on that, so we, we filed some information with that case as well. Okay, uh, next agenda item is the um, legislative. There's really not much going on with legislation currently. But that can change as we speak, as we all know. Uh, that um, Rocky's not with us to give that report today, but it, it, um, it's, so we have to keep our you know, ears to the ground on that because you know, any time, at any time, something could be submitted 
along with another um, budget a bill. It doesn't have to be a budget bill necessarily. It can be they can attach something an amendment onto any bill that's going through Congress or through state legislatures. They can attach something that could uh, impact um, their uh, highway rest areas, our military dining, our prisons. Uh, you know, Lord only knows what all they can dream up. You know, we all can recall very well the, the Portman amendments and how we we put up a very fast um, you know argument on that while we're at Sagebrush here, and we soundly defeated that amendment. But that's how fast they come up, and so we. But it's up to all of us that we, you know, Katrina is excellent at keeping on top of things for us, but we have to be there to help her. You know, she, she can open doors for us, but, um, and, but the door op swings a lot easier if we're at her side. Dan, can I add something to that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, Somebody had a question? Yeah, yeah, Scott here. I just wanted to add that um, all of you are as important eyes and ears as the rest of us. And if you s see something going on federally or even in your state, remember we do have our um, site on Facebook, which would be a great place to share if there's some activity going on and you'd like the rest of the country to know that the, that's uh, happening. It would be a good place to share that. So just thought I'd share that, Dan. Yep. Thank, thank you, Scott. Yeah, that is, we can't emphasize that enough that, uh, you know, po all politics begin at home. You know, you know, it's an election year this year, and every politician will be home at some point, particularly this summer, and they'll be out and about. Get out there and shake their hand. Tell them who you are and what's important to you, uh, and they will remember you. Politicians or elected officials, that is one feature that they are all, all very good at, is remembering names and faces. And so just get out there and shake their hand and um, let them know who you are and what's important to you on a state and federal and local level. But again, all politics start at home, so, you know, be there for that. And, and many of us here in this room will be at the ACB Legislative Mid-Year Conference um, next week, and so we'll do our best there, but everyone's always welcome to attend that. Now, Rocky Marciano um, has resigned as uh, legislative chair, so we are in need of someone that has an interest in legislative issues to chair this particular committee for us. So please let me know if you have a desire to, to follow our legislative issues uh, and keep on top of things and, you know, bring things uh, to, to the board and to our membership. So just you know, let me know as soon as, soon as you can, and we can all work together on this. Um, mem membership, you know, it, we all are, we're always looking for members. You know, um, we, the more members we have, the better it looks when we talk to our politicians. We talk to any organization or any other one related to our program. So it's, it's vital that we all get our membership dues in and advocate, you know, for uh, our program and for blindness-related issues. ACB has been a strong supporter of us, 
and they never turn their back on us and you know and they realize the importance of our program national accounts um, not a lot well, there's a lot going on there but not as much as I'd like you know as you notice from your emails in the last you know several months or a number of months we're trying to put together a, a program with um, H2O Corporation uh, in with and then again with US Foods it's so important that we have competition in where we buy our products from we you know autonomy monopolies do not work you know by any means of, or dictatorship does not work by any means of the imagination but competition is is the best way uh, to uh, manage a business and so we're working with H2O. Uh, they are a group um, of disabled, they're a nonprofit organization of disabled veterans. So we have ties with them because many, 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 many of our members are disabled veterans. And um, this organization advocates on their behalf, but they do have a, um, a business where they manufacture paper straws, you know, which are environmentally sound, and that's their primary source of manufacturing these straws and, and selling them to the general public, to organizations. But they also do a lot of food service or um, canteen service for DOD, Department of Defense, all in military contract. So they are tremendous uh, purchasers of similar goods to what we sell in our vending machines and micromarkets and cafeterias. And they have a long-standing relationship with U.S. Foods, which is a, a national uh, supplier of um, food items. And, uh, and we would you know, benefit by incorporating our purchasing power with their purchasing power, with, U with H2O's purchasing power, U.S. Foods, you know, would increase their purchasing power with the manufacturers, with PepsiCo and Coke and Hershey's and Mars and Frito-Lay and you name it. The, you know, b big business has a lot of clout. And so if we can partner with H2O and then partner with uh, U.S. Foods, I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, you have to buy everything from U.S. Foods, but have an have a alternate source because sometimes there's uh, dissatisfaction with the uh, service, the delivery service or the uh, service rep that you have with uh, current supplier. You know, there's only one other you know, vending. You know, PFG, Vistar is really the only, other na the only national vending supplier out there, but U.S. Foods is willing to move into that. Um, and we can come out with uh, a better price, and we, and it's and it's a and it's a bottom line price. We don't have to worry about um, rebates because, as you know, with re all rebate programs, I played that game for 20 years. You have to increase sales month to month, year to year, to stay in the rebate program and to capture anything out of it. And there's, you know, the transparency. When you get a bottom line, when you get your invoice, it's very transparent. Here's what I paid for that item. You don't have to wait till the end of the quarter to find out how much rebate you're getting back, if you're going to get a rebate back. 
you know, going to U.S. Foods, we just get rid of the rebates and buy at the bottom price right away. But the problem we're having is gathering data. As we talked, you know, business operates on numbers. They, they tend to see numbers better than anything else. So we need data from all of our operators and managers to show our buying power. We have the RSA 15 reports which shows that we, we retail over $700 million in business a year. You know, that $700 million is skewed because of a military dining contract, but yet it's a, it's a phenomenal figure. But that doesn't give us any indication of our purchasing, what our purchases are. And so U.S. Foods, if we can go, the more data we have, the more we can substantiate to U.S. Foods in, in cooperation with, in partnership with um, H2O Corporation, more we can substantiate that here's what volume we currently buy. Do you want to participate? Do you want this business? We go, do you want this business? And uh, we can get a, you know, just uh, thousands and millions of dollars in purchasing as a group. But we have, you know, what's the, what's the old cliche? If we don't hang together, we'll surely hang alone. <laughs> you know? uh, and so, you know, our program, you know, needs to survive, needs to grow. And one way to help do that is to increase our profits. So this is by increasing our profits, it makes it more attractive to new recruits out there. And who in here doesn't like to earn extra money? Okay, that, um, so, you know, if you haven't submitted your data, you know, to me or to uh, H2O or to Willie Prince, you know, please get it in and encourage your colleagues to get as much data as we can. Um, you know, we want to continue this project until we bring it to fruition. So anything you can do would really be appreciated. Thank you much. Um, planning artists. Um, planning, we haven't done too much on this for the uh, last couple of years. But a project I really want to get off the ground is putting uh, a process together, written down process of how we put together both the Sagebrush Conference and the Summer Convention, all the parts of it, so that it's down on paper. Because um, some of us who've been working on it for years, you know, we're not going to be around forever. And it's good to have new people involved, and the way to get new people involved in helping with the planning is that everybody knows wh how to start the process all the way through. So anyone who wants to help with that, I'd be glad to have your um, help with that because I think it's important to make sure we have written down exactly how uh, to do things because otherwise, come down the road, People won't know what's been done before and how it's been done. So I'd really help, like help with that process. We, we have um, wa uh, water on the tables, and we have some iced tea in the back of the room and some cookies. So help yourself to some snacks. And, um, you know, I see the macadamia nut basket 
made it way around, so hope everyone enjoys that. Um, the next several items on our agenda are um, publications and uh, pu publication, public relations, and resolutions. And I'm going to turn that over to artists. As, yeah, as you, you know, we all owe artists a great, great debt of appreciation and gratitude for all that she does. She is just tremendous. Which leads to, hey, I need more help. <laughs> you know, have you noticed how many of these that have my name on them? I don't like that. I would like other people to step up and help because the more people that are involved, the more positive it is and the less work it is for me too. So. <laughs> but I really would like um, more assistance with the publications committee. Uh, we have the vendor scope. We have it four times a year. Uh, we publish it in April, June, September, and December. And the reason we don't do it in March is it's too close to sagebrush. So, um, but it's uh, it's a big commitment. It um, um, it runs anywhere from 40 pages to 68 pages, depending on the time of the year and how many articles. And a lot of times, I just have to come up with articles to put in there because I don't always get very many articles from folks. So I would really like to have people send your ideas to me. And even if you don't feel comfortable writing, if you can do a phone interview, that would be great. And we can always uh, put together an article. And one of the things I really like to receive is like your agenda, or your, an article about your training. I know I was able to put in Florida's agenda this year and um, New York's agenda and California. And it would be nice to have every state submit at least their agenda, if not their agenda, a roundup afterwards uh, talking about what they did. That would be great because vendors really like to hear what other states are doing. So I'd appreciate your help in that endeavor. Because a lot of times I don't know what time of the year your state has their upward mobility training. And if I knew when it was, well then I could bug you more. But it's uh, really important to get those in. As far as a public relation goes, we um, um, did put together like a flyer that we've, we're using for when we go to conferences, et cetera. But it would be nice if we could have <clears throat> another brochure put up where we have some photos. And if you have good photos of any of your facilities, that would be great to have on a, a brochure that we could uh, put out again. Right now, we've just been using a flyer with just telling about the organization. But it's, pictures are always good to add to that kind of thing. So if you'd like to help with that, you know, please let me know. And then the third thing, resolutions. Uh, resolutions, 
You can give them to me before the summer convention or right when you get to the convention. But we do the first reading on Saturday during our program time, and then we vote on them during our business meeting on Sunday. So any resolutions you'd like to see move forward? And the bulk of our resolutions that we pass in RSVA, we move on to ACB for uh, their acknowledgement so that they can go farther than just, you know, with, with us. So anyone that wants to assist with that, that would be great too. Thank you, thank you, artists. It's just um, it's such a pleasure working with artists. Uh, but but let's not take advantage of her. Let's all pitch in. And as you mentioned, the more minds we have at the table, the better ideas can come forth, and we can just make things better for our, not only for ourselves but for all of our our people, and uh, and as well as our, our good friends at ACB. We need to. Uh, you know, work with all blindness issues, you know, because they all impact our businesses in one way or another. Okay, ways and means. We could use a, a chair on that. Uh, it'd be great. At this point, you know, we do our 50-50 raffle uh, here and in, in at mid-year and stuff, and then we um, have our uh, a sharing account with ACB. In, but if someone would take on that task of uh, ways and means and, you know, Charlie Carroll did so well with the uh, 50-50 raffle every can kind of been around a while. You remember Charlie's unique accent and how he hollered 50-50 out. Uh, we need someone to, to monitor and come up with ideas on, um, you know, improving our financial situation so we can continue our good work. Yeah. Accepted. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Yep. We'll. Tickets. T tickets. Tickets. <laughs> Speaking of tickets, I've got raffle tickets here, and I'd like to challenge each board member to take at least $50 of tickets to sell here, and or 100 or whatever you want to take. But I've got strips of tickets here, $50 per strip, and I'd like each of one of you take to take it and uh, sell those during the conference. So there's more people selling tickets. And Scott, uh, now, wow, I, <laughs> I'll give you all of them. <laughs> That's it. And one, you know, we've been doing the 50-50 for quite some time, as long as I've been in the organization, 20 years. Um, in a, something I thought about it, but it, it come to light I, since I joined AAVL under, under Jeff's leadership. They do a, a, a drawing with raffle tickets, but they don't necessarily call it the 50-50. They issue several prizes. Like here, we sell, say if we sell $1,000 worth of tickets, the winner gets $500. Well, under the other method that AVL and a few other affiliates use a similar uh, setting is that they may have the, the first number drawn 
wins $200. The second number draw, you know, may win $100, and the third and fourth number be $50 each or something. So is that something that we want, or do you like, to, like the way we do the 50-50 has been longstanding? Maybe that's something Scott, as our new ways and means chair, we're going to work, work, work through that. Okay. Okay, uh, new, new business, the 2021 Sagebrush. Is everyone happy with the service we get here? Or would you like to move, or would you like to go to a different city? What's, what's the preference? How long have you been in this facility? In this facility, probably 10 or 12 years. I, I couldn't say for sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, I just asked that question, um, you know, because something it, we, we wouldn't be able to do that. It takes a while if we did it on move. But um, the golden nugget here has been gracious enough to pencil in um, for next for 2021, the week of February 15th, which is the day after, because um, you know, Valentine's Day you know, falls on a Sunday, so we would, you know, and then it, but in, in that, you know, ACB hasn't set up their schedule for the, mid-year uh, legislative and leadership session and uh, you know we told them this is probably the week we'll be going with so hopefully they'll you know move to the last weekend or stay with the last week in february for the so that those of us that attend that or the would like would uh but then uh it's president's weekend and so it will be busy here that monday when we start with the 15th and uh, as uh, Kim and Terry pointed out uh, Mardi Gras, so so that'd be quite a crunch for for Terry as our treasurer to uh, to get out of New Orleans, but uh, really it's it's the week that suits us and uh, well over the last dozen years or better, um, and so. If there's no objection that I sent out the email and I didn't get any objections to it, uh, so if, if there are no objections, I, you know, we can probably pursue that unless you want to make a motion that we pursue that contract. Dan, can I uh, add a thing or two here? Um, just thinking about this, and I know last year I had talked about getting some folks together and, and talking about it, and I apologize. Uh, my business kind of went crazy this last year. I've been very busy, so I've just had to put some things to the side a little bit. But um, my recommendation right now would be if there's two people that would like to join me, maybe we start small, have three of us get together, talk a little bit about where we'd like to go with Sagebrush. Would we like to keep it here in Las Vegas? Would we like to move it to another location in Las Vegas, or would we like to move it somewhere else? I my recommendation was we'd, we'd have this little small group, have a conversation about that, bring some ideas to the table, and then we could talk about it at one of our uh, monthly meetings. That would be my suggestion. Um, and 
Yeah, I, I think for next year we have to lock it in now, but um, probably looking out two years because it takes a while. It's going to take us a while to get this all set, and we need to have that conversation out front rather than put ourselves into a bind trying to figure out from year to year where we're going to be. Um, it's better to be pre-invested in this and, and kind of figure out what we want to do. So that would be my recommendation to the group here that we form a little committee, bring some ideas to the table, bring it to the to one of our monthly board meetings, and then we could talk about it. That 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 would be my suggestion, Dan. Yeah, and, and I, you know, get a committee together and then do some brainstorming, see if there are better options or if we need to whatever change that we need to make uh, to keep improving. You know, as as we talked earlier, we Saint Russ gets better and better year by year, uh, and we want to explore all options to, to keep it the best. Keep it the best. Yep. Uh, and one more thing, Dan. If anybody's interested, please grab me before the end of the day today, and let's let's get started on it because uh, I need your input. So thank you. Okay. So. Uh, we can, you know, hearing no objections, we can move forward with uh, for here for the week of February 15th, or would you rather do it by motion? Dan, I'm going to make the motion that we stay in 2021 here at the Golden Nugget, and then we pursue uh, other options beyond that. But 2021, I, I make a motion we stay here at Golden Nugget. Okay. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Pardon? Okay, perfect, perfect. Oh, we got Miles and Donna will work with Scott. Anyone else want to work with Scott on exploring our options? Okay, John Falks will. Okay, perfect. Uh, Terry, you had a comment. Pardon? Yeah. That, that's what Kim, Kim had mentioned Mardi Gras is that week, Fe February 15th. I never looked at the calendar myself, but that's, uh, and I'm assuming Kim, uh, double check. Uh, so. Okay. Any other discussion? None? Okay. okay, hear none. All those in favor of the motion signify saying aye. aye. Those opposed, same sign. Okay. Terry, and I'm very understandably, Terry uh, objects on the conflict because it's a very busy time for him. We understand. Okay. Next thing on the agenda is um, banking services. And um, you, Kim. Uh, does most of our banking services under Terry's guidance. And uh, Kim had recommended that we switch banking, switch banking facilities, as well as combine some of our funds, our accounts. Um, and you know, we have the various accounts that we maintain. If we uh, combine them, uh, just uh, uh, cut back on um, you know, account, uh, our accountant's time and, and we pay for our accountant on this and that. In the banking services, uh, 
you know, it'd be something hand, you know much more readily available for Kim and Terry down in New Orleans because we are as you we are based out of New Orleans and uh, everything has to stay down there. So any thoughts, suggestions on you know switching facility, banking facilities and merging the accounts? Does Kim have a specific bank she wants to transfer to? Oh, okay, Kerry can answer. Yes, we have been with this bank for years and we kind of followed the uh, president. She moved two different banks and we kind of move accounts with her in Louisiana, but she's moving to a, another bank that uh, we're gonna move all of our other accounts from you know, from the other groups over there, so it would make it easy if we could have this one there too, so everything could be done together. Anybody got any questions? Um, the only thing I was going to say about moving accounts together now, if you combine all, all accounts, she would still have a line item on those particular things anyway, right? Just, oh, oh, like right now we have, oh, she was talking about putting some of the accounts together, like our life members account and some of those. If we put them in a different account, we'd still have, say, to how much is with each thing, right? Keep the, book, the bookkeeping all separate. The only thing it would be, it would all be in one bank, in one account. Right now we're paying service charges on six or seven different accounts. Which ain't much, but you know, still the idea you got to keep track of it. You're paying a service charge, you're paying a CPA to do the, the, the book work on it separately. So if you combine them together in one account, in one place, then all we got to do is keep all the information separate, which will be what we do. Sounds good to me. I'll make a motion that. Um, the uh, treasurer and this assistant can change banks to the one that they prefer and uh, uh, merge the accounts as necessary. Okay, we have a motion and a second. Uh, any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify saying aye. aye. Those opposed, same sign. Yeah. Kim and Tommy had um, been scheduled to be here with us. Um, you know, Kim uh, is quite involved with her grandchildren, and they became ill a couple weeks ago. Kim came down sick, and she recovered. Tommy got sick in, uh, as of um, Friday night. He still had a high fever. We don't think it's corona disease because Tommy doesn't drink corona. <laughs> but but it was high for you best not to travel and I and I appreciate that. If you're not feeling good and with a high fever, especially all this other things going around, it's best just to keep to yourself. So we, we really appreciate, you know, Kim and Tommy's uh diligence and you know 
canceling their flights and hotels and everything. It is you know, keeping any flu bugs away from us. And uh, by the way, I, I don't think I'll get coronavirus either. Um, I'll stay up by Jack Daniels. <laughs> okay. U.S. foods, we've talked about that already. The next thing on the agenda. Um, the next thing would be the student affiliate sponsorships. In the past, we've always sponsored the student's uh, affiliate, and we did it in 1,000 uh, for the luncheon and 1,000 for students. And given our resources are dropping, you know, that Terry's bingo isn't, bingo isn't what it used to be, um, you know, so our finances, you know, are, you know, aren't as strong. It, you know, you might want to consider reducing our sponsorship to the students to rather than $1,000 each to $500 each or, or another figure. Any thoughts on uh, how we support the student affiliates? We, we need to support the students. You know, let's, let's face it, these students, are, are our kids in our lives, are the ones that pick our nursing homes for us. <laughs> this is Donna. Could we possibly um, find another organization that we could go in with on the, the student scholarship? Good, you know, to save thought. both. Get, get some of the other affiliates to help out too. Cause, yeah, because I think that's a, a burden that should be shared by all. Mm -hmm. May I have a, a personal privilege here? Sure. I would like to uh, apologize to all of you because I have not attended meetings, be it board meetings or committee meetings, uh, for several months, and, and I, I apologize. I'll try to do better from now on. Thank you. Donna, there's no need for an apology. We really are, we appreciate you, and we, you know, really take our prayers and thoughts for your deep loss that you suffered here a couple of months ago. Just stay strong. Artis? Well, I do want to mention one thing. The um, students do have a fairly healthy bank account now, so you might, that's one thing you could um, kind of consider. Uh, because they, um, so they do have, um, you know, some more resources because what isn't used during the convention, you know, goes into their account. So um, I don't feel as badly about if we want to drop our amount uh, since I know that they're, you know, doing pretty well, you know, financially. Mr. President? Yes, Scott, Scott. here. Um, just to be clear, so we are we are donating a thousand dollars towards that fund each time. Two thousand, actually. Two thousand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mr. President, I'd I'd like to um, make a motion that we. Whatever we're donating, if it's a thousand dollars for each, that we reduce that. Uh, understanding um, that this is an important thing, but we as RSVA should not carry the whole weight on our back. And I recommend that we uh, 
cut our donations in half. That would be my uh, my okay. resolution. Is that, that a motion? My motion. Okay. Thank you. Do we have a second? Okay, we have a motion to second um, to scale. And I'd like to add to that, or just maybe just a comment that let's encourage the other affiliates. There are 70 affiliates within ACB, 70 affiliates. If they would all give $1,000, the problem is more than resolved. So let's, let's make all of our, let's make, you know, put it on our, on our uh, to-do list to encourage other affiliates to donate to students. You know, they are our future. And, uh, They're important to them as they are to us. Yes, there you go. So, any thoughts, any comments on the motion? We could send a letter out to the leadership list or, or any other uh, listserv, you know, explaining that, that we would like to have uh, all affiliates donate toward the students' uh, scholarship luncheon and their dinner. Okay. That, that, that would be, yeah, good, good, good idea, good thought. We can certainly handle that. Okay. In, any other discussion? Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, all those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed, same sign. Okay. Right. Okay, the, um, next thing on the agenda was um, it was brought bought by one of our um, new board members was uh, CC. Oh, it's CC. Okay, one one of the um, CCL CCLVI um, would like to par would like to partner with us on our karaoke night that we hold every at our annual convention. And uh, it's something we, we need to talk about, but we just don't want to jump into that. Um, artist, you had a comment? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was brought to my attention. They asked me if I'd bring it to the board to see if we would want to do a joint endeavor with CCLVI for the karaoke night. Um, they currently have a game night uh, the same night we have karaoke. Uh, but the gal that brought it up to me, she said she personally goes to karaoke anyway. But, <laughs> but uh, she said that their committee had suggested we, um, that we try to do it as a joint venture in hopes that we would get more CCLVI members to come to karaoke and um, and then they would discontinue their game night. But um, I have a concern, since we already get some of their people that come to our karaoke, I don't know if it would be as much benefit if, as, I mean, we might get a few more people, but that would mean we'd be splitting the pot 50%, you know, with them. And uh, granted, they'd be sharing 50% of the expense. So I don't know if it's a, you know, really a good idea or not. We did do a joint venture one year with them before when we were doing the um, casino night during the summer convention. And we didn't get any participation at all from their members to help us with the casino night. So, 
Okay, thank you, Bob. And uh, so, anyway, just wanted to give you that as perspective from uh, past. Um, Mr. President, I would like to um, suggest that maybe we enter into just a one-year agreement with these folks. Let's test the waters, find out if it's going to work for us. Um, I'm, I'm a believer in collaboration and... Uh, Maybe something even better than we had planned could come out of this. So that'd be my recommendation is let's try this for one year, understanding that we might be splitting some of the proceeds with these folks. But uh, that'd be my recommendation. Yeah, I, I think I would have to agree with artists is that our karaoke has been very successful um, to all affiliates within ACB. They all participate. Um, do we want to refine it? more I think you know I'm not sh sure that what I would like to do is refine your suggestion Scott and say let's uh, see how many CC LVI actually attend this year okay. and move from there okay. yeah. any other thoughts is there a, is there a motion or okay, okay no. let me try to put this into a motion <laughs> So I, I recommend that uh, we this year take a head count of how many of these folks from the other group are actually attending our, our event. And uh, let's have this discussion again next year. And we can talk about uh, where we're at with the whole okay. thing. Perfect. So I guess we really don't need a motion to do nothing. You, don't, you cannot, cannot move to do nothing. <laughs> we just do it. Okay. Um, that should be a oh yeah. um, uh, ACB radio which we are very privileged to have um, them broadcast live for us every year for quite a few years now they are um, running ads now um, as the you know become more and more well-known and stuff. And a lot of affiliates are paying for, you know, ads to ACB to help support, because they got some, if you look over by Rick and Brian there, they got some pretty elaborate, expensive equipment. It takes a lot to maintain and replace that. Um, and so it, you know, would, I think the ads are like $75 or something, aren't they? It would promote, you know, uh, it'd make uh, some, hopefully some of the younger generations more aware of our program and bring it to light uh, just by having a spot at every now and then. Any, any thoughts on uh, supporting ACB Radio with an advertisement for RSVA? It'd be, it'd be run for three weeks, the ad would Any, anyone would like to make a motion that we? I just made one. We support ACB radio. I don't know what the dollar value would be, but I. Okay. 
Seventy-five dollars. Seventy-five bucks. Okay. That that that'd be a donation on top of that for them. That that we can do that. I think the ad campaign was seventy-five bucks. So we have a motion. Do we have a second? We have a second. Okay. Any discussion? Oh, uh, that we support ACB Radio uh, with their ad campaign of $75. Okay, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed, same sign. Okay, that concludes the agenda. Does anyone have any business that needs to be brought before this forum? Oh, yeah, the bad, um, tomorrow morning, bring the bad, we, you know, we asked various individuals and affiliates, whoever, to bring baskets uh, for our Thursday night event, auction, and uh, raffle. Um, bring them down tomorrow, and we'll put them up in the front of the room. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a table. We'll set them on, uh, and let people preview it in and we'll announce it periodically that this stuff is available for auction come Thursday evening. This should be a very fun event, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what folks brought. I, I, I know what I brought from Minnesota, and I'm just curious as I'll get out what other <laughs> folks have brought. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you have it with you or if you haven't shipped in, you know, as long as we have it available Thursday evening. Okay, any other new business? Yeah, okay. We, uh, under new business, I'd like to bring the microphone to Woody Matthews, otherwise known as George Matthews. Yeah, and he's revitalized our affiliate in Florida and doing a fantastic job at it. And he's uh, taken over as president of the Florida affiliate. And he's got some exciting things that are going on there. So I'd like to have George give us a little capsule of what uh, is going on in Florida. Okay, so um, I just want to, Jim uh, um, Worth is in the room. Jim and a Corps of Officers kept uh, Randolph Shepard alive in Florida for well over 10 years. Um, and, but but it, was, it was on hiatus. Um, last year I took over as president um, I was fortunate to bring Dan down for our biennial training seminar, worked him to death at that convention, did a membership drive. We got picked up 30% of our membership. Um, I'm shooting for 100, Scott. I'm shooting for 100% participation in our state. We've got a good lead in Mr. Worth as our uh, committee of vendors. Uh, uh, chair, um, our uh, state uh, uh, council of the blind, FCB, uh, Sheila Young is here in Vegas for the convention. We're here representing RSVF. Uh, even our SLA is sending an attendee this year. Um, we're here. 
we're, we're solid, we're moving forward. Uh, a lot of the goals that we've come up with for Florida tie in so nicely with the uh, training and mentorship programs that, uh, that um, um, RSVA is, is looking to, to promote. Um, I think we're going to be doing really well. I just wanted a moment to kind of introduce you guys to, to, to what we are and who we are and that we're, we're, we're actually making some big inroads. Membership has not been uh, a predominant thing for us right now because we've been trying to restructure, rebuild, and regain what we have been. RSVF was founded in 1973. Um, our former uh, board of directors is uh, the committee of vendors in our state. Our, um, our organization helped get the Little Randolph Shepherd Act passed in our state. Um, you know, there's a, there's a long history there and we're gonna make it just as great. I'm gonna ask uh, Colton Knight, who's gonna be handling our podcast, to briefly tell you a little bit about that and then we're done because I know everybody wants out of here. And you can't leave so you got your $50 worth of Yeah. Hi everybody, my name is Colton Knight. Um, I am a relatively new vendor. I've been in the program for um, just about going on three years and uh, after our last biennial conference uh, I was really just started figuring out what the RSVF was about, and um, since then I've been working with Woody to uh, try to bring about some new ideas and concepts that uh, would get people interested in it and get people um, interested in our program, both uh, vendors within the program now and, and potential um, uh, students and people from the uh, public schools, younger generation that are looking to get into uh, entrepreneurship. So uh, one of my ideas was starting a podcast in our state. Uh, my primary goal with it was to cover our committee of vendors meetings uh, quarterly, but I have also taken on some uh, other goals as um, something that I'd like to do is uh, take it to a national level to cover uh, state and national issues both within Florida and nationally, uh, get interviews with uh, leadership and really use this uh, podcast as a way to promote the Randolph Shepherd program. Um, it really just got off the ground. We have our first uh, episode posted on our website at uh, rsvf.org. Uh, the site is still under construction, but the body of it is up currently. So if you guys are interested in checking it out, um, you can go to rsvf.org and to the media page. It'll have our first uh, podcast up there. Uh, moving forward with it, we want to uh, use this as a way to, like I said, promote the Randolph Shepherd, um, to work with the uh, public schools, the Florida School for the Deaf and Blind there to try to recruit uh, new vendors coming into the program and and really just to use this podcast as a way to promote this and, and cover our state issues, national issues, things that are important to us and that um, things that we need to be aware of. So um, that's all I've got about it, guys. But uh, it's, it's a big new idea, and I encourage you guys to check it out. So thank you.
Yeah, it's, I told him about the website. Thank you, Woody and Colton. That is just fantastic that we keep the program moving. Give them a big round. Yes. Uh, Florida, in my mind, is a shining star, you know, especially with Woody, uh, you know, leading the charge there. <laughs> Thank you. It's just tremendous work. And I think that just um, raises the bar for us as to what we need to do in other states and, that, and as a national organization that we need to, you know, keep things moving and keep in touch. Um, just as a reminder, we have our reception uh, here in uh, 6.30 tonight. Seven, seven o'clock tonight, we have reception. It'll be a cash bar and hors d'oeuvres. There'll be plenty of food, so you know, make sure you remind each other to be back down here at seven o'clock. Uh, I believe it's gonna be next door, next door, right alongside. Yeah, okay. Uh, it is, oh. where'd Bob go? Oh, uh, it is really, truly an honor and a privilege to announce that we are, have the joy of having Bob Humphreys back with us. He arrived here a few minutes ago. You know, he has gone through some tremendous trials in uh, the last few years, but Bob has been a very dear personal friend of mine, a very good, excellent friend of the Randolph Shepherd program, and an excellent friend for Randolph Shepherd Vendors of America. So we're so proud to have Bob back that he's, you know, he's recovering from the uh, great loss and uh, some personal illness himself. Bob, would you like to say a few words? Yeah, I'll be glad to. Uh, I don't know how long you want me to talk, Dan, but... Uh... <laughs> We'll, we'll give you time all week long, Bob. Oh, okay, well, yeah, we don't have to do it all now, do right. we? Right. <laughs> all right, well, I just, I just want to let you know how, how glad I am to be back with the vendors again. It's been about seven years since I was last under at a sagebrush. And uh, since that time, my wife died. Yes, she died in my arms. And, and I had a stroke, and I had a bleed out of my back, and so it's been, a, it's been a very, very hard time, the worst I could possibly have. But I'm, I think I'm on the way to recovery, and uh, I, I especially wanted to come here to, to see all my old friends again. Thank you, Bob, and thank you. We're so glad to have you back. Uh, there's one, one. You know, word, you know, many number of years ago, we brought Bob up to Wisconsin to help us out on a legal issue. And my wife and I, Sue and I, gave him a ride back to the airport. And we got, and I didn't know Bob very well at the time. And this is 20 years ago. And I said, well, you know, and I knew he was RSA commissioner. And I said, well, Bob, you know, when were you RSA commissioner? And he drafted the, the 74 revision. He says, I was appointed under uh, the Rover administration, just like that. Uh, 
Yeah. Isn't he, doesn't he look quite well for being uh, appointed by President Grover? <laughs> but actually, he was appointed by President Jimmy Carter to be RSA commissioner. But that's uh, surely the, how strong he is. He, uh, you know, suffered two big catastrophes in his life, and he's, he's with us this week. Thank you so much, Bob. We'll see you all at 7 o'clock. Thank you much.